Welcome to the Chronically Living and How to Make the Most of It podcast. I'm Kelsey Harris, a chronic pain warrior, here to inspire hope and strength to the Spoonie community. Get ready to lift each other up and find ways to live the best life possible. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. This week we're going to talk about, well, talking about our illnesses. Um, so first of all, it's totally impossible not to talk about your illness at all, which you probably already know. Um, but we're just gonna, we're going to talk about that for a moment. So here's the thing. If you have a chronic illness, at least some people in your life will know that you do. So it can't be completely avoided in conversation. Now this might just be your family, maybe family and some friends, maybe a spouse. I mean, I'm assuming if you're married, you probably should be talking about it with your spouse. Uh, Maybe it's your HR department at work. Um, And certainly it's going to be any healthcare professionals that you see. So if you're newly diagnosed, um, you need to start getting comfortable with talking about your diagnosis. Yeah, and baby steps, completely okay. So why should we talk about our illness at all? Look, so here's the thing. No one has to do to know anything that you don't want them to know. So please do not feel pressured to suddenly start sharing your story with the world if that's not something you feel comfortable doing. However, talking about your illness can actually lead to three things. So one, it can help with illness acceptance acceptance like I talked about in last week's episode so if you want you can go back and check that one out Um, two it can help with your overall mental health because you will be able to talk to people about what you're going through both physically and emotionally and three it can make your external support system even stronger if they have a better understanding of where you're at Um, so where you're at physically where you're at emotionally where you're at in general and support systems, very important when you have a chronic illness. So who needs to know what? Because there's so many things of the what about chronic illness. There's the facts. There's uh, your emotions. There's what you can and can't do. There's um, your day-to-day. There, there are like a million things that can be included into the what what should be talked about. And so who needs to know each of these different things? So for me, there are people I prefer to talk to more than others. Um, Certainly my healthcare team is the easiest, um, really because it's their job to know what's going on with me from my perspective anyway. They need to know what my pain levels are at. They need to know if I have any new symptoms. Um, You know, my healthcare team includes a, a therapist, includes a naturopath. They need to know how I'm feeling. And you know, if you've listened to the episodes with Queenie and with Dr. Nan, um, you know, those are my healthcare professionals as well. So they need to know what, and we talked about body-mind connections and they want to know what, how I'm feeling as well. So um, it, it's definitely the easiest to talk to them and you definitely should be talking to them, or at least I feel everybody should be talking to them. Um, now I'm a bit more selective with what I tell my family and friends. Um, though I do try to give them a decent amount of information, um, particularly when they ask, I don't, I'm not always like, Hey, I'm just going to tell you a bunch of stuff. Um, sometimes I need to be a little bit prompted. Um, 
But for me, the biggest thing is I don't want them to worry and I don't want them to stress out about it, which is why I'm a bit more selective in what I say. Um, you know, particularly with my parents, I definitely don't want them to, to feel worried and I'm sure they already do anyway. So um, that doesn't necessarily I mean mean I withhold everything, um, but it just means that I, I'm, I don't necessarily need to give the information as quickly or if it's not really a big deal, I probably am not going to say it anyway because it's not really a big deal. Um, if it's more serious, obviously that is a, a conversation that needs to be had, in my opinion. Um, my work, they do know, um, basically, they know what they need to know. So basically, I if I need a, to be accommodated or I need some time off from work, I they need to know a certain amount of why. Um, and that is something I am comfortable giving. But beyond that, um, aside from a select coworker um, or two maybe that I've become friends with, they don't really need to know anything. Uh, I find that when I go on dates, I tend to tell the other person just what my diagnosis is um, because then I can kind of get a sense of how they'd be with it given that initial reaction. Um, it's definitely an easier way to weed people out in the dating pool. So, you know, like I find it helpful. It definitely doesn't be something you have to disclose on a first date at all. Um, I know people have said it's weird that I have as well, but um, they're also people I've not ended up dating. So maybe that tells you a lot. Um, <laughs> and then of course there's the larger audience. Um, so all of you, um, I want to share things as a way of educating and helping others in the chronic illness community, as well as family and friends of those with chronic illnesses. So that's why I kind of communicate on a larger scale. Now, who needs to know what exactly, um, you know, who needs to know what exactly, I guess it really depends on how you feel and what you think people in your life should know. It's personal choice, 100%. So again, don't feel pressured to tell people certain things and other people different things or everybody the same thing. You need to make that decision on your own because you know the people in your life and you know your life and you know yourself the best. So let's break down some of these categories. So family, friends, and lovers. So, you know, after your healthcare team, this is kind of the basic place to start. If you come from a loving, caring family, they probably want to support you. So talking to them about some of this stuff is probably important and will be ultimately helpful for both you and them. Now, if your biological family sucks um, and you have an awesome found family, because I think those are really important too, then they're probably going to want to support you the same way that a biological family should want to support you. Um, so absolutely, you know, found fa any kind of family, found family, biological family, whatever, definitely consider talking to them at least a little bit about what's going on with you. Your friends, um, if they are actually your friends, they're, they're not going to judge you for being sick and they are definitely still going to want to hang out with you and they're probably also going to want to support you to some extent. So, you know, talk, giving them a bit of information, whatever amount that is, again, up to you, but giving them some information is probably going to be helpful. However, my only caution is if your friends suck, um, <laughs> they're probably going to run away. So just be prepared for that possibility. If you don't think that they are actually as good of friends 
as you want them to be, that is something that may happen. They just may stop being friends with you, which is very unfortunate, um, but is a reality. If you're married or you have a partner, um, hopefully they will also want to support you. So talking to them about it will um, be important. And especially if I think if you're living with someone, they are going to see a lot more than a lot of other people see. And they're probably someone you're going to want to talk to more often than not. However, there's also the possibility they suck. Um, So... (laughs) unfortunately you know I have seen people leave their spouses because their spouse got sick and I don't know if it was communication issues or they just didn't want to deal with it or couldn't deal with it or you know it could be a combination of a lot of things but you know it does happen that that sometimes people do leave and uh it's again very unfortunate um but I do think that regardless you can't really avoid talking to a spouse about your illness on some level and probably on a more personal level, to be quite honest. Um, So like I said, what exactly, like what the specifics are of what you tell each of these people is totally personal. Um, But I would say like a good place to start is the basics of your illness, Um, you know, like the symptoms and that kind of stuff uh, or what causes it or in a lot of cases, there's mostly unknowns that cause these things. So... Um, But start there, Um, how you're feeling about your illness, some of the things you can and can't do, Um, any support you may need from them, and it may be that you don't need any support from them, um, but then they should also know that. Um, I found that building in boundaries is also really important because some people might become overbearing if they don't know what your boundaries are. And it's not that they're meaning to become overbearing. It's just that they don't really know what the line is where you're like, no, I don't need help or I don't need to be asked about that every single time you talk to me. Um, and you just need to set those up right away because then you don't have to worry about them as much anymore. Um, and hopefully people are going to be very respecting of these boundaries. And I'm assuming if it's your family, friends, um, or uh, partners, that they will be respectful of these boundaries. Now, what about the wider audience? So if you choose to talk to a larger audience, there are definitely lots of ways you can do that. Um, Instagram, Twitter, other social media kind of a basic place to start. I follow tons of uh, chronic illness warriors on Instagram uh, who are absolutely inspirational um, and, you know, definitely a a great, um, great resource for just getting conversations going. Um, You can also do things like blogs, um, podcasts, like you're listening to right now. Uh, You can write a book. (laughs) Um, So, you know, you pretty much... um, you pretty much have to have illness acceptance in order to do any of this though. So, um, you know, again, you can listen to that episode if you're not sure what I mean by illness acceptance, but if you want to talk to a royal audience, you have to be okay with talking about every, maybe not every aspect, but certainly a lot of aspects of your illness with more people. Um, and even if you do have illness acceptance, you may not want to talk to any a larger audience um, because ultimately it's no one's business but your own. I like sharing because I think it's uh, there's good that can come from it. Um, but based on your own experiences, you may have a totally different perspective and that is totally okay. Just go with your gut. Um, and, and certainly no one can make you talk about anything you don't want to talk about. So, you know, don't worry about that. 
Um, so, you know, there are a lot of celebrities who have chronic illnesses um, and tons of celebrities who have talked about their chronic illnesses. So Lady Gaga in her documentary talked about fibromyalgia. Selena Gomez has been very open about lupus. Um, Avril Lavigne with Lyme disease. Um, and there's a whole bunch of other ones who have uh, chronic illnesses. So we've got like Gigi Hadid. Daisy Ridley, Nick Jonas, Sarah Hyland, uh, Venus Williams, um, and the list kind of keeps going. Um, it's actually surprising how long it is. Um, and especially in recent years, people have been more willing to share about it. And I think that's really great. Um, so why do they share? I mean, like, I can't answer specifically for them. But my guess is that it's for the same reasons I do. Educate, build awareness, and provide hope. Um, and I definitely have respect for everyone who shares their story, celebrity or not. Um, but I also want to say that I have equal respect for those of you who don't want to share your story because it is a personal choice. Um, and, uh, you know, just by going through your daily life and doing what you, you're doing, you, you've got my respect right away. What I do like about celebrity sharing is that they can really help build awareness. And I'm pretty sure that they are aware that they are building awareness. Um, so it, it, which ultimately just helps more people, including all of us as chronic illness warriors. So um, I, again, anytime a celebrity is gonna share something, I, I, you know, Selma Blair as well has been really open on inst Instagram about uh, her illness and, and interviews and stuff lately. Um, you know, these people are all, I think, doing a great job in just providing awareness and providing hope. And yeah, I mean, there's the, the also celebrities have uh, lots of money and therefore infinite uh, resources, which is completely true. So their perspectives are not always the same as all of ours, a hundred percent, but um, it's, it's the general knowledge building. I think that is helpful for the public to see. So my quote this week, because if you've been tuning into these solo episodes, you know that I always have a quote. Um, when you are young and healthy, it never occurs to you that in a single second, your whole life could change. This quote is from Annette Funicello. So <laughs> I guess probably any younger listeners but don't know who this is. Uh, Annette Funicello was an actress, no, mostly known for the Mickey Mouse Club, though she did a lot of other stuff as well. Um, and this is way before Justin Timberlake and company were on it. Uh, <laughs> um, and then she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in 1992, um, and she passed away in 2013. Um, so, you know, uh, she definitely a true, she was definitely a true chronic illness warrior. Um, she, you know, this quote, what I like about this quote is so true that unless you're really born with an illness, it's not something you really think about until you get one. Um, and it's completely life-changing. Uh, if anything, you know, something life-changing seems to me at least like something to talk about, uh, even if it's a sucky life-changing event. Um, because it has a profound effect. And again, you should probably be talking about it with at least a few, few core people in your life. So let's talk about getting real versus giving facts. So as I mentioned earlier, depending on what information you want to give and to whom, um, you can just stick with the facts. Uh, this is my illness. These are my symptoms. This is what I can and cannot do. Basic. The other option is to get real. Um, so you still give all the same above information. And then uh, you 
talk about how you're actually coping or not coping with it. Um, neither option of getting real versus giving facts, it, like, neither of these options is better than, or worse than the other. They're just different. Um, and sometimes there just needs to be the right time, the right place, and the right person for each. I really stress don't overthink it. Just say what feels right for you. And I definitely want to remind everyone that you are more than your illness. So this might sound funny coming from someone who hosts a podcast about chronic illness, writes a blog about chronic illness, and wrote a book about chronic illness. But it's the, it's only one aspect of who you are. This is like, just because I do all these things doesn't mean like this is my only interest is like chronic illnesses and health and mental health. Like there's more. Um and this is like not only just one aspect, it's not even necessarily an important aspect of who you are. So for example, I'm also co-hosting a podcast, which I'm, you know, may or may not be out by the time this episode launches um, or, you know, airs. Um, but uh, this po- the other podcast is called Into Everything. And it's about pop culture, sports, movies, and basically a bunch of other random stuff that my friend and I are interested in. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's literally because I have more interest than just health and mental health. So when he was like, hey, do you want to do this uh, other podcast with me? Actually, he asked me to do that podcast before I launched this podcast. But we've just been trying to find the right format. And we also live in like a three-hour time difference. So scheduling all of that is a, a bit interesting. But um, I was like, yeah, like I love like pop culture. And, you know, we've, like, we're going to wrestling and, uh, you know, disc golf and ghost hunting like that's that's so super fun like I love that stuff it's, it's so interesting um again because I'm not just interested in in health and you are not just interested in your health um so it, I think it's really important that you shouldn't be afraid to remind people the other people in your life of this fact yes you may be sick but that doesn't mean that every aspect of your every other aspect of your personality and your life has disappeared and neither you nor anyone else should forget that fact so thanks everyone for listening um as usual, I would just love it if you guys could review and rate the show for me. Uh, it'd be super great. Um, and otherwise, you know, have a great week. Thank you so much for joining me today on the Chronically Living Podcast. If you love this week's podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Until next week, stay strong.